Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. Good afternoon, Shifu. How are you today? <clears throat> hmm. Good. Very good. Okay. So let's see. Anybody new today? Uh, uh, oh, my mother do her hair. Wow. Huh? Is that really her? Yes. She went and set her hair. Oh. Let me see. Well, she looks a bit odd after she do her hair. <laughs> oh, my sister's webcam is also not on. Kadell is not on. Nathan is not on. Oh, Esther is. That's the second. That's the other phone. Okay, so. Kadell uh, here. Uh, I'm uh, at work now. On the, uh, I'm on the road. Oh, okay, okay. No problem, no problem. Okay, so today's topic, home. Uh, what a topic, huh? You all asked the homeless one about home. <laughs> uh, every week, I will poke fun at the topic. <laughs> uh, some of you may be wondering, Sufu, you agree with the topic, right? <laughs> yeah. I agree with the topic, then I can poke fun at it. Ma. If I disagree, then I cannot poke fun at it. <laughs> so our true home. Every day we go to work and return home. But where is our true home? Who asked this question? Huh? Who asked? Saikyam, let me tell you how to find out where is your true home. Okay? You take your... Let me find my prop. Okay, let's say, imagine this is your. You go and take out your wallet, then take out your IC, then you turn around, uh, your address is there. That is where your home is. <laughs> Correct or not? Is that your home? Yeah, so problem solved. Okay, so end of the talk. I'll see you all next week. <laughs> Shortest talk ever. Uh, uh, or is any of you lost? Uh, don't worry, Mason. No, nobody looking at your clothes hanging behind. <laughs> Mason, look at the screen. Then, eh, how come my clothes are all up there? It's okay, lah. Clothes is clothes, huh? Don't don't be attached to them. So home. Uh, I think during NDP there was a song, right? Uh, home is but it's not my time, so I cannot remember the lyrics. My time, I only remember the count on me, Singapore. Uh, I can remember, but the later songs I can't remember. Yeah, but the song aside. What does home mean to people? It means different things. Huh? Uh, at the end of the day, no matter how well your day went, no matter how bad your day went, you go back home. Yeah. Sometimes you don't go back home. Yeah. Sometimes because you are overseas. Yeah. Maybe you are out on a business trip. But <laughs> nowadays, very good. 
everybody is stuck at home. So, <laughs> so we are always at home. Yeah. So have you thought about how in the past, when you have a bad day, you hope to just go back home and then be comforted by the uh, familiar place, you know, where you call home. But nowadays, everybody work from home. Are they any happier? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, they may not be worse off, but they may not necessarily be happier. Right? At least last time when you go to work, not happy, go home. You know? Now, not happy, not happy already at home. Uh, then how? Still not happy. <laughs> uh, last time, we go traveling, we go on business trip. Yeah? Then, Maybe wow, Russia, Russia, Russia. Then when you when you finish, you're looking forward to going home. Yeah, back to your country, back home. Then, in that sense, your country is your home. Yeah. But now, for the past one and a half years or more, we are stuck at home in our country. Does it make us happier? Maybe not so much for some people. Huh? Some people now want to find other home. Yeah, so what is home really? Yeah, what is home? In a way, it's like when we are young and we are uh, when we have a nightmare, we wake up in the middle of the night, we have a nightmare. Who do we call? Ghostbusters. No, <laughs> uh, Alvin, you call Ghostbusters, right? <laughs> I, was, I, I don't know whether your time, uh, yeah, it, it's about time as well. So, uh, yeah. So last time, you know, we have this Ghostbusters movie, the, the, the original one, not the new one, original one, funnier, Bill Murray and, and gang. But of course, no, lah. that's just a movie. If I remember when I was a small kid, uh, when I wake up in the middle of the night, because sometimes it rains, uh, then the, the thunderstorm, boom, oh, then wake up, oh, <laughs> run into my, my parents' room. Yeah. And then, and then I was squeezed into the bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I will, I will always squeeze into my mother's side. Yeah. Father, maybe. <laughs> yeah. If I try to squeeze father's side, cannot. Because father is much heavier. Cannot squeeze in. Yeah. Mother can. Mother, you squeeze a bit, then she wake up. Uh, come, come. Yeah. Father, I think cannot slap. <laughs> So in a way, mother represents home, you know. Mm. Huh? Uh, mother represents home. Yeah. So why is it that mother represents home? Because mother make us feel safe. Yeah. Huh? Make us feel comfortable. Com or comfortable. <laughs> comfortable. <laughs> Today a bit off. Huh? You know why a bit off? Because to today, this morning, morning after the morning sit sharing. Then I have my breakfast, and then after that, I have the morning class with the parents' class. And because today is the last class of the parents' class, so I got them to share what they have learned this year, and then I have many thoughts to share what they like, what they don't like, or everything. Then we went extended time, supposed to finish at 10 30. We go all the way until 11 o'clock. Then, then the second class for the for the kindergarten and P1 and P2P3, uh, the puja got pushed for push backward. 
So in that Indian, have puja at about 11-ish. Finish about 11.13 or something. Then after that, have class for the kindergarten at P1. Then have class, supposed to finish at, usually finish at about 11.30, but because we start quite late. So, and late also, 11.44. Then, <laughs> I have a memorial service to do for this uh, student's father. Yeah, but unfortunately, my student is in Canada. Yeah, and then, originally, in the morning, when I talked to her, I said, uh, I think today is quite packed. Huh? But she, she called me and asked me whether I can squeeze in sometime. So I thought, okay, can. Maybe after SGC, but I have a discussion with the volunteers. So I have to start only at 5. Then she said, 5. Oh, then I have to stay up until 2 a.m. But it's okay, Sifu. Uh, we will we'll see you at 2. Then I thought, okay, uh, fine. Uh, we squeeze in between morning and afternoon. So in the end, 11.45, we have a WhatsApp call. Her mother in Singapore, she and her boyfriend uh, in Canada. Then we do a memorial service. Then, you know, they asked me, how long will it be? So I told them, 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> how is it possible? <laughs> because when I do puja, I, will, I must explain my, <laughs> my explanation almost half an hour. <laughs> so in then when I finished, it was about 12, 30 something. Then I keep looking at that. I finish already. Then go and collect the bre breakfast, collect the lunch from the gate. Then finally settled down almost 12.40, then started having lunch. Yeah. And so that's like one hour late. <laughs> so in halfway, oh, one o'clock already. <laughs> yeah. Really remind me of what my father used to say. This this one too. These few years, I keep saying this, you know. Yeah, partly as a joke, uh, but partly I start to feel like I don't know whether my father felt that way. Yeah, but I really feel this way sometimes. Uh, like I feel like in between classes, even when I want to breathe, uh, I need to count how, how many minutes I get to breathe, you know. <laughs> but with our mother, it's different. Anytime you look for a mother, she's available. Correct, Norma? Unless she goes to make her hair. Uh, today her hair looks a bit. <laughs> uh, this sun is very horrible. Since young, whenever she go to do her hair, when she come back, I I will look at her and then, huh? What happened to her hair? They come watch me like Then she very strange. Then she, bola, So from this, what can you tell? Even though we rely on our mother for refuge. A mother herself is not a refuge for herself. Yeah, that's why she needs to do her hair. If she is okay with her hair the way it is, she don't have to do her hair. The fact that she needs to do her hair, it means she's not okay. Someone who is not okay cannot possibly be able to give you true safety, true refuge. So ask yourself, your home, does your home refer to the place or the family or both? Recently, we we uh, we uh, we what, uh, we sell off the family house. Yeah. So 
it was uh, our mother's decision, we respect her decision. So then we decided, ah, before we move out, let's take a family photo. Yeah, before we move out, because after all, that family home house has been home for us for a long time. Then you know what happened? Finally, when we settled everything, and then um, my sister, my dear elder sister, wow, she really <laughs> multi-purpose. Yeah, she Paoshua Pao Hai. You know what is Albert, you know what is Paoshua Pao Hai? Don't know. Let me tell you. Today you get bonus tip. Paoshua. Paoshua means to encompass the mountain. Mountain means Swa means mountain. Pao <laughs> huh? means to wrap, means to encompass, encompass the mountain. Then Pao Hai means encompass the sea. Hai means sea. So if you cover the mountain, cover the sea, you cover everything. Ah, so Chinese expression is very direct. No, no need to think too much. Now, Pao Suan, Pao Hai, immediately you know. So my sister, Pao Suan, Pao Hai, Pao everything. Then, then, Pao until nothing left. <laughs> so by the time we want to take photo. So on the last few days, when I before we decided to take photo, we went over to do the final packing. Then I was like, I tell my sister, and my mom, hey, actually, oh, by now, oh, the whole house doesn't look like our house anymore. <laughs> because without the furnishing, it's, it's like a foreign place to us, you know. Yeah, then I told my sister, I said, this reminds me of my secondary school days as a scout. Every week, no, not every week. Lah. Many times during the campfire, beforehand, we do a lot of preparation, decoration, everything. And sometimes, uh, National Day, we do the decoration. Then when everything is over, we the teardown is very fast. Set up takes a long time. You know, we take a long time to set up everything and fine tune. But once the event is over, within half an hour, brah, everything gone. And I told my sister, even at that age, I always feel a deep sense of melancholy as I see everything being torn apart. Yeah. And I feel that Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe this is a this is a rekindling of some of this reflection from the past. Yeah. Look at your house. Look at where you are now. <clears throat> the familiarity does give us that comfort. Yeah. And it, you know, I've seen many articles. They talk about how home is a place where, when everything goes wrong, you know that that place is safe. But you think about it, the very home that you call home. It depends on you to maintain, you know. <laughs> so it depends on you, and then you want to depend on it. <laughs> so who are you depending on ultimately? Actually, ourselves. So in the Mahaparinibbana Sutta, when Varama Ananda um, asked the Buddha many questions, yeah, uh, like who they can they rely on after the Buddha passed away, the Buddha told the told Varama Ananda. Be a refuge in yourself. Let the Dharma Vinaya be your refuge. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah, think about it. The Buddha in the Lotus Sutra, he said, Sanjie Wuan Yoru Huazai. That in the triple realm, sensual desire realm, form, formless realm, which is the which is the entirety of the world, that sentient beings traverse and trans 
they will take rebirth again and again. You know, surely that is more stable than our home. Yeah. Today we have our house. Tomorrow, highway built across. Then, <laughs> land acquisition act. You receive a letter. Thank you for <laughs> for your contribution. Yeah, this is the compensation amount. Actually, a lot of people complain about this. Sidetrack, sidetrack. A lot of people feel, you know, indignant about this. Ah, Singapore, huh? Ah, uh, only the government has a say. Actually, it's not just Singapore, you know. Even if you go to any country and they, they have private land where it's like, wow, as though it's really theirs, when it comes down to it, there will be no government in the world, no country in the world, no state in the world who will say, oh, uh, we cannot progress. We have to surrender ourselves because this piece of land owned by a private citizen cannot be relinquished. <laughs> it is impossible. When it comes down to it, if the country needed to defend itself, your house is going to be demolished. Nothing is safe or permanent in this world. Not by virtue of your deed or title to it, not by virtue of the insurance you buy. Insurance doesn't ensure that it doesn't get damaged. You know, yeah, in Singapore, we are very safe. We don't have to buy insurance against natural disaster, you know. Uh, if there's hurricane, earthquake. Singapore is so safe. We don't have all this natural disaster. Yeah. But still, it can be taken away. Yeah. Either directly or indirectly. Indirectly, we die. So where is our true home? Where is our true home? In a way, we can say no true home. If you can accept that there's no true home, then you are finally at rest. Yeah. You are at rest with the fact that there's no place for rest. If you keep on hoping that there's a home where you can rest on your laurels, then you will never be safe. You will always feel uneasy. You will always feel unsafe. You will be always anxious because such a place don't exist. And as long as you keep on looking for the place that don't exist, you will spend your whole life in uncertainty in pursuit of the impossible goal, the castle in the air, the moon in the lake, the rabbit with, a, with horns, the turtle with hair, with fur. Gui mao tu jiao. Don't think Sifu so smart come out with all those verses. Uh, all this is translated from the sutra. <laughs> hmm. But if you see that there is no certainty in this world, in that uncertainty is your certainty, is your resting place. And what is that? The truth. The truth that there is no certainty. If you can embrace that uncertainty, then you are, you are certain. If I can borrow a page from, uh, I think, is it philosophy or engineering? Nothing is constant except change. Except change. Throughout history, throughout human history, known history, civilizations, nations, groups, individuals have grappled with change, grappled with uncertainty. 
According to archaeologists, early men have sought refuge in caves, sought refuge in huts, sought refuge in, among themselves, in groups, in numbers, in all kinds of ways to fend against others, to fend against uncertainty, to fend against fear of the unknown. Until today, where we have physical structure that can last, outlast the nation. Until today, where we develop materials that will possibly outlast several generations, plastic can outlive any of us without even trying. So much so that now it's a problem for us. We have, we have come up with things that is so well good in a way that it continues to be active. Yeah, nuclear waste. <laughs> so now we cannot even find a safe place for ourselves. Now we have to figure out how to have a safe place for all this nuclear waste. Throughout history, mankind has tried to find certainty, find a home among the chaos. And in each, in, in this pursuit, some have found some semblance of permanence, some semblance of control of certainty in science, in technology. Many have found comfort, have found truth, have found a, a, a form of support in religion, whether it's this or that religion. Buddhism being a religion also offers a solution. The difference, as far as I'm concerned, is Buddhism, the Buddha, don't, didn't solve this uncertainty the usual way. Instead of promising you some certainty, he tells you, this is how it is. Instead of telling you that the certainty don't exist, he tells you in even greater detail than you cannot even ever imagine. He dissected so thoroughly for you that he doesn't leave any shred of possibility for us to be misguided, for us to have even the slightest iota of, of hope that there is certainty. What a very interesting way to approach it. Instead of comfort, comforting us, much like a mother would comfort a, a, a little boy or girl who, who just woke up from a gym, ah, oh, it's okay, it's okay. The Buddha tell you, no, it's not okay. This is how it is. Dreams are like that. Stop dreaming. <laughs> uh, so Buddhism is not for the thin-hearted. Buddhism is for the courageous. Buddhism is not, the Dharma is not for those who are, who are not mature. It's for the mature. Yeah. Unless you are mature enough. Otherwise, you'll find the Buddha's answer not palatable. You'll find it distasteful. You'll find it shocking. You'll find it troubling. Then you come in hoping to find a rosy picture and then you're, you're, you are, uh, you are awakened to a harsher truth. But truth is the truth, is the truth, is the truth. It's not trying to be harsh to us. It's not trying to be nice to us. It is just the way it is. And until we get to terms with it, 
until we accept no i shouldn't say accept we should say until you realize that regardless of our acceptance this is how it is until then you will never find a home in this world a home that would fit our ideal such an ideal don't exist yeah but if you can embrace reality if you can move towards reality then you'll find that you are okay with the waves you'll be okay with whatever comes buddhism doesn't promise you that oh you embrace buddhism then only good things will happen to you when there are conditions good things will happen to you when there are conditions bad things will happen to you but by then if you can reach that state then you you stop grasping on to it as good or bad you just see that it happened the way it happened come rain come shine you just accept it as it is you no longer think oh why did it rain you no longer think why did it not rain if you get retrenched you accept okay and even if there's injustice you accept that the injustice is the way it is you don't you don't fret away anymore this is the kind of peace that the buddha discovered this is the kind of home if you will if you can even call it home but keep in mind this is not a home for everybody because most most people cannot fathom it most people prefer the 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 dreamy rosy home much like how young people or maybe not yet, some maybe not young also have this idea yeah of true love <laughs> yeah buddhism is not it's not that and if you can do that then you'll be at home everywhere you don't need an external home you'll be a home in yourself you'll be at home anywhere everywhere with anyone then it's what we call you see there one two three four five six hands in my cup and one of them is swimming inside so i dish one of them out and then i take tissue paper and dab the water away so that the end don't drown in the cup in the drop of water because of the ends i have become quite skilled at <laughs> at this <laughs> so they are my teacher so i have to drink very carefully so i don't drink them drink the ends in the process of course some of you may be quite disgusted i'm huh? like yeah sifu the ends go inside then you still drink the water so far, I haven't died. <laughs> but last I checked, ants don't con contain toxin or anything. Uh. And anyway, I don't put poison around to poison them, so they won't poison me. <laughs> but yes, was it yesterday or today? Yeah, I was like, 
I was now I have three cups on my table, you know. You know why I have three cups? Because at first I have one cup. Then I find that the ants keep wanting to go to my cup. So I get another cup. I leave that cup for them to drink. Then but the, when the water is too much, right? They will drink, 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 then boom, go inside. <laughs> so I, I will drink more of the water. And then leave it aside. Then I pour a new cup. Then after all, they migrate from the old cup to the new cup. I'm like, hey, hello. Then <laughs> sometimes I remember I'm paying for pay for I'm like, hey, can you leave my cup alone? <laughs> so yesterday, I think yesterday, I decided, okay, la, since you all like my cup so much, I will finish the water. and leave just enough for you to drink but not enough for you to drown if you still drown, not my fault <laughs> uh, but when I look at the ants then I had a reflection with a friend I said when you look at ants what do you, how, what do you feel? I'm not a very compassionate person but when I saw the ants I, I, I felt quite sorry for them. No? I'm like, hey, we have, as human beings, uh, we pay cents no, for, for liters of water, you know, such that anytime you go to the toilet, you go to the sink, just turn, you have plenty full of water. You know? Like you don't have to even think about it, just drink and wash and whatever. You know, people shower like nobody business. But then a poor ant, you know how hard it is to come to your table and drink water from your cup? <laughs> they have to almost like climb a hundred story high and then walk from Geylang to Topayo. <laughs> I mean, in terms of their body size, right? They have to walk, maybe maybe not Topayo, maybe Topayo to Bishan, you know? They have to walk so far and then again climb Bukit Timah Hill just to drink the water, then drown. <laughs> yeah. Then before they drink, then the, the, the one who came late, wow, yeah, water, water. Then <laughs> suddenly you, you pour and then they, ah. Yeah, so I, I feel quite sorry for them. So I thought, I'm going to leave them some water. Huh? Yeah. If we cannot even give little creatures like ants a home, do you think we deserve a home? <laughs> how selfish we are, no? how, how so big. Uh, many times I hear students say, Sifu, but a lot of hands. Oh, Piyang, your house so big, no? <laughs> the hands are so small. Leave them alone. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, I mean, not that we are selfish, but sometimes we got to think in perspective, right? How much space does the end occupy? Or oh, then one of you take a photo. Sifu, you see, I allow them. Then now my whole house full of hands. <laughs> No, I haven't heard of anyone have that happen. Okay, 2.43. I decided today I will just get to the point. Then give you all some, a bit of time, not too much, a bit of time for you to ask questions. Yeah. If I can get, get the message across in, in one hour, why must I take one and a half hours? If I can get it across in half an hour, why should I take one hour? 
If, if you can understand in 10 minutes, then I don't have to spend half an hour. So ask your questions now. I know you all are quite shell-shocked. I give you three seconds to breathe. <sighs> I'm sorry I have to start late earlier because by the time it was 1.30, I was like, I even have to time my, how, how long I get to breathe. No, I, I, must, I must give myself a bit of space. So I quickly text the Xiaopusa chat. Uh, I'll be online shortly. And after I lie down on the floor, and then I was like, okay, I will take a two, three, is it two or three minutes nap? <laughs> two minutes, I think I was left with two minutes. At first three minutes, 126. Then I thought, okay, I will wake up at, I will rest until 129. Then by the time I finished texting, already 127, I was like, what happened to one minute? So I quickly, okay, never mind. Then I lie down, then I started to reflect, okay, you know, uh, a bit. So this is what I do. Before, when I first see the topic, I will just think about the topic. Then on and off, here and there, ding, 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 ding. Then you will form a nice message. Yeah, then just now, okay, final touch up. <laughs> like now, think how it. <laughs> so I, so 130, I was like, I quickly text. And then I told them, give me some time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. How? <clears throat> like, any questions? Why today you are so quiet? Now suddenly you are not sure where you are now. Your home is not your home. It's just named home. That's why you can sell it and someone can call it home. If it's truly your home, nobody else can take it anymore. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. Wow. Now you look, you see, Alvin look very disillusioned. Mayton looking at on the donut table or floor, feeling a bit. <sighs> What's the point of all this? Uh, and then Choi Kwan look a bit dazed. Me, are you okay? <clears throat> okay. That day, Wiki said you, you were not so well. Huh? Hmm. Hey, today, you are, you, are, you are having a different background from the other place. Huh? How? Okay. No question, we'll end here. Hey, someone posted something in the chat. Let me see. Shifu, I use a water bottle so the ants can't get in, so they can't drown. That's what you think. Your end and my end is different. My end, you know, I <laughs> I used to have this hot water, the airport, where you is plugged into the the uh, with electricity, and then you just boil right, and you keep warm, uh, and you can just use it anytime. You know the spout. It never occurred to me though. So, a few times when I make some drinks, then I'm like, hey. I, I did I not check my cup just now? How come there are ants again? I was like, my goodness, 
ah, I didn't want to hurt you. I'm so sorry. Scoop them out. Yeah, when it happened a few more times, then I realized, my goodness, the ants climb up the spout to drink water. So when I... So, you know what I did? I take the NTUC plastic bag, cut a small piece, wrap around it with a rubber band. Then when I want to use, I take it out and then... Those who have come to my place, you know, I stopped using that. <laughs> because after a while, they, they, they are always around. So I used the, the kettle, electric kettle. Then you know what happened? After I finished with my drinks, sometimes uh, I boil a bit too much. So there's still some water left. Then after it cooled down, the, the ants all chong out go inside. So every time I boil again, I have to check my kettle. Is there any ants inside? Then I have to scoop them up. So nowadays, I have trained myself. If I want to make a cup of coffee or Milo, I will boil just enough. I fill up with water, I listen to the sound. Okay, enough. And okay, then boil. Pour every single drop, every single drop, and then open up the lid, put it upside down so that it's completely at. Yeah. I'm not sure about water bottle. I think the ants here will find some way inside. <laughs> but I have accepted them. So they are quite happy with me. But in the uh, past past few months, they disappeared. I don't know where they went. I think it's the weather. Yeah. So I think now the weather changed. Then they come back and visit me again. Yeah. Uh, Mason asks, Sufu, can you ele uh, briefly elaborate on how we can be refuges for ourselves? Is it mainly through regular cultivation practice? In a short, uh, in a nutshell, yes. Yeah. In a nutshell, yes. Because nobody else can be somebody for us to depend on. The Dharma Vinaya is a refuge for us only as far as we apply them, we practice accordingly. Yeah. In this whole world, with, with its Brahma, Mara, Gandhava, Asura, with its kings, princes, with its ministers, <laughs> MPs, with everything in the world, <clears throat> no one can offer you refuge. No one are you able to control except your present mind. Yeah. So only this is what, what little you can do about. Yeah. So in a nutshell, yes. To be a refuge in ourselves is to apply the teachings and practice. Then you can be a refuge for yourself. Think about it. I often talk about not being an air conditioner, right? Yeah. Remember the air conditioner story? If you <clears throat> if you tell yourself, ah, if this person say this, I'll be happy. If this person don't say this, I'll be happier. If this person do this, I'll be happy. If that person don't do this, I'll be happier. Then your happiness is placed in people's hands. It is like you are the air conditioner. And people can decide to make you hotter or colder. Beep, beep, beep. Then you hot. 
ピーピーピーコー Right? Yeah. But if you want to be in control of your of your own inner peace, your emotional temperature, <clears throat> then you must not depend on other people to do this or say that. No. In that way, then you can be a refuge for yourself. You can be a home for yourself. Then anywhere you go, it's okay. You can be at ease. Today you have a house to stay, okay. Tomorrow you move into a small HDB, also okay. The next day you are homeless, also okay, no problem. <laughs> it's a oh, homeless. <laughs> uh. <coughs> so, yes, second. What about, what about those um, who practice the pure land, like Amitabha pure land? So they would think that that is a home, but actually that is a temporary home, is it? So that they can cultivate and then come back to uh, uh, <laughs> help the sentient beings. <laughs> Let me tell you all something. That day I saw a post of a picture. And there's this verse that appear inside. Uh, I, I, and it's attributed to a very senior monk who has uh, a, a very late, uh, a late senior monk. Yeah, a very well-known one. Yeah. And I, I don't dare to say I'm a pure land practitioner, but I like to think that I, I can appreciate the principles of pure land practice. I can understand what pure land practice is. So when I saw the verse, it's exactly what you said, more or less. The concept that, ah, oh, pure land, Western pure land is a place of rest. You know, should I share that verse with you? I don't, we don't mention which one, huh? okay? Uh, because I, when I saw it right, spontaneously, I came up with a four, four verse reply. And then I was going to reply to that person who shared that post, you know. Then I hesitated. So I shared with a friend. Then later I shared with my family in the family chat. But I think they didn't catch it. <laughs> so I don't have to share in the, you know why? Because that, that monk is a very senior monk and very well known. Um, he's not alive anymore. So I'm not afraid of, of offending him or what. I mean, it's more that... Um, I feel that, I don't know why he write that way, but I feel that there are many people who respect him a lot, who will be offended, and it, it, they will be clouded by emotions. They cannot see what I write clearly. Yeah, so I, I don't tell you who, okay? But if you have seen the verse before, don't say it out. Don't go and post there and then post on Facebook. Ah, so I know, I know. I just saw that, that image also. <laughs> Oh, don't don't get me in this time or this time, please or please or tolong huh? Okay, I, I share with you huh? Let me search the family chat. Just nice you happen to mention. At first, I also thought, yeah, there are, you know, actually in modern times there are some some venerables who say ah you know uh like they 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 talk, talk about the temple being like the home you know the second home you know the I'm like. Whenever I attend some of this occasion and then the senior monk says such that, then I'm like, <laughs> 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 Yeah, 
But but I like to think that they say that because that is pleasing for people. Yeah, it is easier to understand. You tell them Nirvana is homeless. Is where you can accept homelessness. Then everywhere, so like people cannot understand. People the head are wrapped here, wrapped there. Then they have to you die in confusion. You know. So I think these variables are very compassionate. Not like me. I <laughs> okay. So I, I I read to you the the verse. Ah. So the verse go like this. Where is the verse? Over. WhatsApp, uh, the, whoever write the, the WhatsApp code, right, really need to be slack, you know. <laughs> because every now and then you will say that your phone is disconnected. Yeah. Okay. So this is the verse. It says, Si fang si gui shu. Ru lao nong fu ten tai yang si xia ke siu si le. Yeah, so, so let, let me translate it for you. Si fang si gui shu. So the si fang, the western direction, referring to western Pure Land, si gui shu, is a place of return. Yeah, it's your home where you return to, basically. Okay. Ru lao nong den tai yang si xia. I feel that this part, I, I doubt whether it's written, said by him. Because doesn't have the Chinese literature ya you know don't have so this is very paihua so but it means that it's like the old farmer uh, waiting for the sun to set in the west ah then you can rest yeah so it's that's to say when you go to western pure land that's your home where you can rest so when i saw it, it spontaneously i I thought of four four verse reply. Because I don't I don't agree with this. So this is my reply. Y'all, y'all feel free to criticize. Huh? But if you criticize, you better come at something better. <laughs> no, no, no. Feel free to criticize. Okay. So this is my reply. Si fang ji ru xing. Si xia dong you shen. Pu sa dao yi er. Yeah, so, so I wrote So I say uh, the western direction, in other words, western Pure Land is like the sun's movement. So I when you do a reply, it must refer to what they said. Ma. So I said it's like the sun's movement. It sets in the west, but then it rises in the east again. Yeah, the Bodhisattva path is likewise similar. Yeah, tirelessly liberating sentient beings. <laughs> this is my, my uh, impudent reply. <laughs> uh, listen. Mang, uh, when mang, when mang su sheng, uh, this is the, uh, what you call that, uh, it's quite, you, you know why I know how to write it out? Because there's a, there's the Han King you can write. If you ask me to just write, I think some words I don't know how to write. Like sheng, I don't know how to write sheng. 
<laughs> but I know the I know how to express it. Yeah, so okay, I have explained the verse already, right? Yeah. So let me explain why my reply is like that. Because to me, Pure Land is not a resting place. It's not a home. It's not the final destination. It's just a starting point. It's a starting point for us to go there to, to embark on the Bodhisattva path or to continue our learning of the Bodhisattva path, to practice the Bodhisattva path. Because in the end, you don't stay in Pure Land forever. After, in between, you are supposed to then continue to go to various worlds to help liberate the countless sentient beings that are suffering. So how can it be a <laughs> no rest? Yeah, that's why I don't have to reply because I first of all I don't know whether it's really spoken by this old master. Because to me, hey, like, like this kind of standard one can come out with four verse reply just like that. I think he should be able to come out with something more, you know, got pattern one ma. The, the original verse don't seem to have that kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah. So this is just nice a reply to your question. Yeah, that you are right. A lot of people think of Pure Land as a home to return to. Yeah. But you that statement will be correct if they think of it in terms of a place where they can go back to have a temporary rest so that they can learn even more and practice even well and continue on the Bodhisattva path tirelessly. Excuse me. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, but don't take my reply too seriously. Huh? This one, uh, you must go and criticize it see whether there's any uh, imperfect view inside. Okay, any other questions? Three o'clock. Oh, like Danny. Uh, Sufu, one. Uh, is there, the, the, do the other traditions mention about pure land? Uh, other traditions are, yeah, in the Tibetan, basically Mahayana tradition, all the different Mahayana lineage all recognize Pure Land. Uh, Theravada also. Yeah, Theravada also recognize Pure Land, but they don't call it Pure Land, they call it Pure Abbot. <laughs> pure Abbot. Yeah, Wu Jing Ju Tian. So it's in the form world, the upper end of the world and the but the entry right requirement is higher you need to be at least third stage enlightened one then you can go there and when you go there <coughs> yeah but of course over there no no man or woman huh? yeah so the pure abbot and uh, as I said, they don't call it pure land. Yeah. But to me, that is a parallel in the in the Nikayas, where it's a place, it's also a place. Yeah. Those who have reached Anagami will be reborn there. Mm. Oh. 
。OK， 西方是归宿。嗯，师傅。哎。So what is the entry requirement for Amitabha Pure Land? Is it the 七日七夜念佛一心不乱，乃至不是，他们是讲啊，还有呢。Let me, I'm trying to write down the verse so that you all can read. So this is the original verse, and then this is the this is my reply. <laughs> Very naughty, ah, this monk. Ah, yes, sorry. What was the last question? Just now we are talking about entry requirement. Oh yeah. So you are saying that the pure abbot, right? At least have to be in Anagami, right? So, what about the Amitabha pure land? Um, because according to Amitabha Sutra, the Amitabha Jing, is to pray until the mind is free. 对吗？呀呀呀！一不颠，心不颠倒，一不散乱。嗯。Yeah. So, uh, if you look at the Medicine Buddha Sutra, it it also talk about how, uh, you can observe the eight precepts, and then make a vow to be reborn in Pure Land. You you can be reborn there. Yeah. In the ah, and in the Nikaya, there's a sutra. That talk about how if you observe the eight precepts, then you can make a aspiration to be reborn in the various heavenly states. Yeah, so this is a parallel to uh, the Medicine Buddha Sutra. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so that means it's still um, jie ding hui basically the precepts. Yeah, it's still yeah. the practice. Yeah. But actually. So to be reborn in pure land, there's another requirement that many people seem to ignore, which is you must evoke the aspiration to attain Buddhahood so that you can liberate sentient beings. Yeah. So pure land is not just a place, it's not a peanut, so it's not a shelter, uh, halfway home. Uh, you cannot make it here, then you want to escape somewhere. No, uh, yeah. No, because Sifu, nowadays, uh, there's this teaching uh, to say that yi kao fo li instead of zi li. That means they, um, they say Amitofo will have the, the power to, to help you so long as you uh, chant the Amitabha's name. Yeah, it's just like, you know, nowadays, you see some of the tuition center, right? Right? Then they show you Students in our tuition center, all A star. You come to our tuition center, confirm A star. Hey, they are not wrong. Uh. Those students are really from the tuition center. 
Yeah. And if you go to the vaccination center, you will get A star. But what does it mean by go to the tuition center? You must do all that homework. Huh? <laughs> so, but they don't tell you that about the go do homework part, the advertising part, they don't tell you about do homework. Correct or not? Any of those tuition centers, they, they never advertise the doing homework part. They advertise the result. Ah, so that people will, will want to buy in ma. But is there any tuition center that says you just sign up? So when do we start? Don't have to come on. You just sign up. You will just automatically get A star one. Huh? Go like that one. Ah. <laughs> ah, is there such a such a deal? No. So it's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. So Buddhist marketing start way back. <laughs> it's about positioning. <laughs> you tell people upfront, must practice. That's exactly what the Buddha said. Then look at how successful it is. For some people, yes, but for many people, especially the later ones, cannot make it. So later generation have to tell you, don't have worry, you just follow me can really. <laughs> Then follow me, follow me, follow you must be practice. There's no lineage. I can say there's no lineage that dare to tell you, look you in the eye and say, you don't have to practice, I practice for you. If they dare to say that, then they must be after something else. <laughs> Usually like that one. Uh, Usually, the, the less you have to practice, the more is like that one. Squeeze, very hard one. Uh, usually, you've got to buy a lot of things. <laughs> Either you practice very hard, or you buy very hard. But the bad news is, you buy very hard, you still don't get the results. Yeah. So, better practice, uh, better practice. Don't waste time. Mm. Sifu, can I ask another question? Uh-huh. Um, for the arhats, right? So which rim did they go to a rim or they actually after that has no returning to any of the rims for their practice? The the who? Arhat. Arhat. Yeah. Oh, you mean when they, they attain our hardship? Uh huh. Yes. So, do they after that go to a certain rim for their further practice? They are. So this is where I must cite the sutta. So, okay. so, so, <laughs> so, what happened to our heart after that? So, uh. Depend on whether you are practicing the Bodhisattva path or the classical teaching. Classical teaching, the answer is none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> your business now is to get to that state. What happened after that? None of your business. Uh, but if you are on the Bodhisattva path, uh, then it's your business. Uh, then the answer is they even even nirvana is a temporary resting place yeah and in the ultimate 
Mahana teachings, Nirvana is not separate from Samsara. Mm. Right? So it's not an additional place to go to at the first place. There's mm. no such additional place to go to. Mm. Yeah. I dare to say this because most of you attended the Heart Sutra. Mm. So those on the YouTube, you accidentally trance upon this. Then you're like, ah, ah, no Nirvana. <laughs> have, have, have. Uh, quiet, quiet, go and read Nikaya, practice, okay? Uh, don't worry, quiet, oh, quiet, all la, all la. Oh, quiet, go and practice. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh. Okay, so. Amitofo. Uh, Shifu. Hey. Yes. Um, well, recently, uh, I, I got... Uh, very motivated on doing that, my practice on meditation, uh-huh. and I, I I set a, a goal of doing uh, um, some amount of hours of meditation for the next uh, ninety days. Um, but then well, I started last week. You meditate. Then, until, sorry. You meditate until. Uh, last point statement. Yeah, I I mean I set a goal of. Uh, doing, uh, well, actually, uh, some, some meditation uh, hours for the, for the next uh, 90 days. Yes. Okay. And, well, I started last week. Um, and uh, and I, find, I find out myself uh, doing uh, the meditation um, instead of uh, for developing concentration, just to uh, end up doing that that number of minutes every day, <laughs> which uh, it was not very, uh, very good. So I, I, I don't know how could I um, um, make profit of this uh, motivation I have right now, right now, but uh, in the right direction, let's say. Uh, uh, okay, let me make sure I understand you correctly. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, you seem to have mentioned about these 90 days. And then, are you asking how you can sustain your practice for the 90 days? Or did I miss something? Um, not sustain. The point is um, that I, I sometimes I, I, don't do them, I don't do the meditation for the right uh, purpose. Oh, you don't I do the meditation it. for the right purpose. Yeah, just to do the minutes because I set a goal, so then I have to do it, and then I'm doing just because I have to do it, but not because of uh, developing concentration itself. Ah, okay, okay. That uh, and then what is your question then? <laughs> I, I I don't know. <laughs> like uh, I am asking for advice because doing it just because I have to do it is not giving me much benefits. Oh. So, but okay. So, two questions are <clears throat> also so two points. The first point is there's a name for this kind of meditation. This is called the pastime meditation. <laughs> you meditate and then the time pass. Uh, so, <laughs> so this is called passing time meditation. So the second point is, but who is forcing you to do this? I mean myself. <laughs> you yourself force yourself to do it. But you don't know why you force yourself? 
I mean, I so I force, <laughs> I force myself because I I want to uh, to progress on the path and to have more concentration. But why do you want to progress on the path and to have more concentration? Aren't you satisfied with where you are? Ah, uh, no, not I'm not satisfied to be honest. Ah, uh, so so it's so bad about your present state that you want to progress on the path and have more concentration. Ah, uh, in short, suffering. <laughs> So, what is it about your present state that is causing you suffering? Um, well, the, I mean, the, the defilements I, that arose in my, in my mind. So, what kind of defilements arise in you? <laughs> um, it depends on the situation, but I can get, uh, I mean, yeah, greed, aversion, or delusion. <laughs> Therefore, at this rate, you might just get enlightened soon. <laughs> as, 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 and then, oh, I have my answer. <laughs> well, then that's your answer. Yeah. That should be why you want to meditate. Because you recognize that you are suffering because of various defilements depending on different conditions that arises. And you see that this is not satisfactory. You want to be free of this. Yeah. So, and you seem to be convinced to a certain level that the path will help you be free of this. And meditation is part of the path. So that's why you need to meditate. Now, but having said that, I can still understand your predicament because sometimes when we do our practices, it seems to be disconnected with our end goal. <clears throat> there are many people who do chanting every day, chant, 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 but it has no semblance of any linkage, any relation to they're suffering. Chanting is chanting. Suffering is suffering. Nothing to do with each other. Uh, so if you meditate and you find that there's a disconnect with your suffering, uh, then you may need to do some adjustments and or reflection. Yeah. Sort of to, to direct your practice. In this case, meditation. Uh, tweak it slightly so that it is more relevant to your suffering. Take for example, sometimes it's not about tweaking, you know, sometimes it's about having that aha moment, having that realization. <clears throat> for example, even at the initial stage when we meditate, we would experience discomfort. And usually in a meditation class for 10 weeks, I would just ask them in the first few weeks to just observe, to bear with it, try not to move, observe, bear with it, try not to move. But by the time we reach about maybe third, fourth lesson or halfway through the whole 10 weeks, then I will highlight this to them. I'll ask them, how is it for them? Are they able to bear with the, the, the discomfort? Yeah. What do you do when, while Sufu tell you to do this? But I can assure you, out of 100 students, not all of them will do exactly. When it's painful, forget about sufu. <laughs> huh? When it's very painful, when it's very itchy, who cares? Let me scratch first. <laughs> yeah. When it's aching, my back, my back, uh, not sufu, your back, your sufu, if sufu's back is not ache, my back is aching. So I will move. I don't care what you say. You come and beat me, I don't care, I move. <laughs> So this is understandable. So I tell them, I said, so I don't say this right at the start. 
I usually say this third or fourth lesson or fifth lesson. And I'll tell them, have you ever wondered why we always tell you try not to move? Is there anything wrong with moving to begin with? Nothing wrong. The Buddha and the Arahants walk here, walk there, walk here, walk there. <laughs> right? So nothing wrong with moving. So then why not move? The problem is, if every single time we are faced with discomfort, we only have one option, which is to move. If this is the only option, then, then we are not free. Then when faced with unpleasant circumstances, disagreeable comments in your face, when people say things in your face or in the chat where everybody can see, are we able to not move? What chance do we have to be in control of our emotions, of our responses, if we cannot even control ourselves over a bit of sweat, <laughs> a bit of perspiration, so hot, <laughs> you know, yeah, a bit of this mosquito. <laughs> then what chance do we have? <clears throat> but the truth is, whether Sifu say this or not, it is happening, <clears throat> right? It's up to you to be able to be aware of this. <clears throat> so in a way, there's no tweaking to the practice. It's more about tweaking how you look at the practice. Practice is still the same practice. But up to individuals to, to glean insight, yeah, to glean insight from your practice. Yeah, and how to relate that practice and extend what you learn from the practice. <clears throat> a lot of people think meditation is simply about quieting the mind and then having a good seat. Yes, that is important also. If you sit for 30 years, never have a good seat, then maybe you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, maybe before you reach 30 years, you should check with your teacher, check with somebody else. Is there something I'm doing wrong? <laughs> But that, that is not the only thing. Because Buddhist meditation, end goal is wisdom. Right? End goal is wisdom. So while we are meditating, whether it's good seat or bad seat, whether there's pain or no pain, we should reflect on it. Besides observing it, besides that bearing with it, building up our resonance, we should also reflect on it. What does that tell us? When our body, sometimes painful, sometimes not painful, what does that tell us? Subject to pain is this body. Subject to change is this body. Not within our control. No self. We don't have to go and look through the encyclopedia, the Dhammapada, the Abhidhamma. Wow, must go and climb the mountain, go and look for Rinpoche, then hit your head a few times, then you can understand. If you can understand, if you really go and observe, then you see this is how the body is, not within your control. When there are conditions, you perspire. When there are no conditions, don't perspire. Ah. The mind, when there are conditions, there are thoughts. No conditions, no more thoughts. Meditation is simply changing the conditions. That's all it is. Ah. Similarly, <clears throat> in your day-to-day -day life, when people do something, say something like this, like that, like this, and that. In the past, with conditions, anger arise. 
you know, anger arise. Now, so when you change the conditions, then anger no longer arise. Yeah, but as long as, <laughs> as long as the conditions haven't changed, when you meet the same situation, again, you still get angry. Uh, so even though you still get angry, that's also realization. That's also insight. You say, ah, now I see the pattern. Oh. The difference is that although you still get angry, in the past, when you get angry, you think that problem, person is the problem. <laughs> so now, then you have two problems. One is your anger. One is your wrong view that is that person's problem. But now, at least after learning Dharma, meditate, you have the clarity of your mind to see, yes, there's anger. But you see that it's your problem. And you see the different conditions arising. And you start to appreciate that the person do play a role as a trigger, but not the cause. The cause is our own defilements, our attachment that is causing anger to arise. Yeah. Okay? Uh, so, even then, I tell you, your pastime meditation, still do. Don't give up. At least you do pastime meditation. You know how many people don't even want to do pastime meditation? <laughs> keep it up. Keep up the pastime meditation. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yes. So give yourself some time. Have compassion for yourself. Yeah. Don't, don't meditate for three days and then start punching yourself. Ah, why don't you get jhana? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Have patience for yourself. You know, after, when I was in US, <clears throat> one day a senior, last story, then we finish. Huh? A, a senior came over to my place and then just checked in on me, you know, because new monk. Huh? So, hello, Zixing Fasu, ni hao ma? You know what is my reply? <laughs> he asked me, are you good? You know, then I said, better than bad, worse than good. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be funny. I was very intently reflecting on dependent arising, you know. So my response is like, <laughs> he's like, ah? <laughs> he's also very nice. He just laughed it off. Then he said, why? You, you seem to be a bit troubled. Huh? Don't look very happy. Then I say, yeah. You know how long I've been here in the monastery? Then he said, how long? Three months. Then he said, uh, and then I said, I'm not around yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is how, how, <clears throat> how idealistic I was when I first audit, yeah, I was all ready to be Arahant. <laughs> right. <laughs> After three months, what happened to it? <laughs> yeah. But many seniors have counseled me and talked to me and tell me it's a long journey. <laughs> Usually not so fast. Venerable <laughs> Sariputra is an exception. Venerable Mahamukulana is an exception. Venerable Konananda is an exception. <laughs> you look at the 
Teragata, Terigata, most of them take 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Some whole life only reach stream enterer. Tao Chiu. <laughs> you know what is Tao Chiu? Oh, but, um, uh, teach you one more bonus. Tao Chiu means to laugh secretly. You uh, cannot, like that, it's not Tao Chiu. Tao Chiu, you must put one hand. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, right, uh, like that. <laughs> yeah. So, have you all found your home? <clears throat> no home is the best home. Then nobody can take away the home from you. Oh, last thing, Xiaofang said, if uh, someone do not practice when alive, how will the puja chanting on Di Zhang Jing, Amitabha Jing help those who have passed away? Yeah, how? How does it help? Hmm. <coughs> it depends. It depends. For example, uh, when I was really young and I watched the movies, and then I hear the chanting in the movie. Namo Tatsa Bhagavato Arahato Samma Sambuddhasa for the you know the, the the voodoo movie, the Thailand Gong Tao movie. Then every movie is the same. One guy go to Hong Kong, go to Th Hong, Hong Kong guy go to Thailand, then go on business trip, then fool around, then after dump the girl, then go back home, then the girl get pregnant, then got the baby, then the baby uh miscarriage, then later go to find the the, the black magic sorcerer master whatever then cast a spell put the photo then then the the man go back hong kong hong kong have another wife then then after that the wife also get pregnant then suddenly the the, the stomach come out with all the scorpion and all the whatever thing then later <laughs> wow then like this like that then the stomach very hard black black then after fly back fly over to hong kong uh to thailand then go and look 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 here, look there, then found that the, the woman has already passed away, whatever. Then later go to the temple, then Thai monk say, ah, whatever. Then after that, start, then, never mind, I help you. Then start to chant. Namo Tatsu. <laughs> then from the Buddha image, take up one leaf of the lotus flower, then multicolor. Then after that, all the evil go away. <laughs> At that point in time, I also don't know why it's Namotasa. I only know that well, whenever at the end, the last five minutes always come out the same thing. Namotasa. Oh, then you feel like Lailo, Lailo, power, power. <laughs> so the truth is, for many people, it's a very devotional, emotional experience. When you hear chanting, then whether you understand the chant or not, whether you believe or not, you, you, you just feel a bit more spiritual. And there I say, there I say, uh, okay, there I say, how many of you, when you hear the, the Christian uh, Psalms, it's very uplifting, you know? I mean, I have to be honest, even though I'm a Buddhist monk, I don't agree cognitively with, the, with theology, right? I, I just don't have such a belief. I, I cannot wrap my head around it. But I cannot deny that when you hear silent night it's very calming right it's written for that purpose when you listen to 
Amazing Grace. Even though you don't subscribe to the Amazing Grace referring to God, because you don't believe in such a God, you can still feel very high, so to speak, in a positive way. Okay, I say this not in a denigrating way. So, crazy people out there, please don't misquote me and say that I'm putting down. I'm saying, using that as an example, that even if you're not a Christian, you can connect with the emotions that you know, is induced as a result. So I like to think that there are those, not all, there are some people, they hear amazing grace, they don't feel that it's amazing. They feel like, what is this? Yeah. But a good number of people, yeah, when you hear some of these songs, you feel very, very, um, very uplifted. Yeah. Huh? So similarly, even those who don't practice, when they hear Ti Chang Jing, when you hear the drum and then the, you know, the Mu Yu, yeah, when you hear Na Mo Ban Shi Shi Jia Mo Ni Fo Na Mo Of course, Chan better than me lah, huh? Then, <laughs> Quite naturally, you, you understand, don't understand, you, you feel your, your mind is quietened. It's designed for that. But does it work on everybody? No, I must tell you, no, no. Yeah, it doesn't work on everybody. Buddhism don't guarantee the kind of work on everybody kind of thing. Yeah, depends. Whether the person has that connection. Yeah. Oh, so that's a short answer. So that's why I spend most of my time Oh, in fact, all my time in classes trying to get people to practice now. Don't wait until you die already. Then you Sufu, can you help me chant? <laughs> they never attend any class. Okay, I still chant, but limited, uh, limited results. Don't say don't have, but like you, you are supposed to be able to get so much result, but because you don't practice, you get like that. Still have, but compared to like this and like that, like this, like that. You want to win total five million or win fifty dollars? Fifty dollars still win one. <laughs> you win one number, people win six number. You win one number. Amitabha.愿消三障诸烦恼。愿消三障诸烦恼。愿得智慧真明了。愿得智慧真明了。普愿罪障悉消除。普愿罪障悉消除，世世常行菩萨道，世世常行菩萨道，阿弥陀佛，起立。